Good morning. It is a pleasure and joy to finally be among you in worship. Uh, Minu and I have both been making visits and spending time with your people and your staff and your leaders, uh, but there's something different about gathering with the body of Christ to worship. And this is such a pleasure to be here with you today as we worship the one living God. Now, as we enter this time of exploring God's word, listen to Genesis 11, verses 27 through chapter 12, verse 5. Now, these are the descendants of Terah. Terah was the father of Abram, Nahor, and Haran, and Haran was the father of Lot. Haran died before his father Terah in the land of his birth, in the Ur of the Chaldeans, Abram and Nahor took wives. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife was Milcah. She was the daughter of Haran, the father of Milcah and Iscah. Now Sarai was barren. She had no child. Terah took his son Abram and his grandson Lot, son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, his, son's, his son Abram's wife, and they went out together from Ur of the Chaldeans to go into the land of Can Canaan. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. The days of Terah were 205 years, and Terah died in Haran. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and from your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and the ones who curse the one who curses you, I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he had departed from Haran. Abram took his wife Sarai and his brother's son Lot and all the possessions that they had gathered and the persons whom they had acquired in Haran, and they set forth to go to the land of Canaan. And I'm not going to read the rest of that because it starts another sentence. That's my fault. May God add his blessing to the reading and hearing and proclaiming of his word for us today. Amen. So it was a Thursday afternoon in January. I was minding my own business. Thursdays are my sermon days. So I was preparing for, for Sunday and I get a phone call that I didn't catch. It's followed up by two texts that I didn't hear immediately. And they were all from my district superintendent, Reverend Hill Lee. And it said something to the effect, I know you didn't ask to be moved this year, but. So I texted him. I don't even remember now. I can pull it up and look at it, but I won't bother you with that. I don't know, but I just said, I'm, hello. <laughs> I'm here. And I. I was not looking for a move, but I said yes to go where I am sent. So 22 hours later, we heard, I was able to talk to Dr. Lee because he had to be in the same place as Dr. Calvert as they were sharing phones to pass off uh, from one district to another. And found out that I had been projected isn't that interesting to have a verb applied to you as projected uh, to be your new uh, senior pastor? 
and it's been uh, uh, a flurry. Uh, it's been um, unsettling at times, but also exciting. So we are excited to be here with you um, after uh, five months of, of transition, as, as Devin used that word, five months of preparing. And, and if you'll give us another five, if not six months to continue um, in that transition. But as I was thinking about that, I thought about how even more unsettling Abram and Sarai's life was. When Abram heard the voice of God saying, I'm going to send you to a place and I'll show you when you get there. And he and Sarai and their family went from a place that was known to them. The scripture is, is very clear. From everything you know and are familiar with, I'm sending you away from them. Everything familiar to you. And I'm sending you to a new place. And they went. It's in Genesis 12.1. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. How terrifying. How bizarre. How unsettling that must have been. But then here comes the promise and the purpose of that sending. I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great. Now he, he could stop there and sometimes we think that that's what blessing is for. is just for us to hold on to and it's ours. But no, God keeps going that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. The one who curses you I will curse and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. For what a great purpose Abram and Sarai were sent so that the entire world may know the blessings of God. God is utilizing Abraham as they will be renamed and Sarah's faith and trust in him to be a blessing to everyone everywhere. Not immediately and not directly themselves, but because of their faithfulness, because of the lives that they live and the lessons they learn. God's blessings are extended around the world. And it's also important to note that that blessing would land in a single person. For the line of Abraham leads to the line of Mary, to Jesus himself. So as he extends blessing in the name of God throughout all the nations, extend God's gift of salvation through the person of Jesus Christ directly through the lineage of his family line. And they have no idea. That's one of the blessings of when we're obedient and when we're faithful to whatever God has set before us and we and we do it even if we're not sure about what's happening. Blessings abound and blessings we will never even be aware of. Blessings we will never even know of. But God's greatness will be known and his love proclaimed. So what do we know about these two? And I've switched between two names for, for them, Abram and Abraham. You, you, we typically speak of him as Abraham because that's the name he ends up with. So, but Abram 
starts off, he's no spring chicken, right, when he leaves Haran. Even, even in the years in the Scripture, they're still living to be quite older. He's still at least middle-aged to be heading out into unknown territory with his beautiful wife, whose name at that time was Sarai. He's already wealthy. He already has resources. So he's not being sent out to nowhere with nothing. He's got resources at his disposal. But, but even so, as he heads into the known, we read in Hebrews 11, verse 8, it was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and to go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. And he went without knowing where he was going. That's still, that, I keep, keep going back to that, right? He had no idea where he was going. He couldn't look it up on Google Maps. It was just somewhere over there. And I'll look after you, and I'll make your name great. Later, God would change his name from Abram to Abraham. Abram means father. Abram, if you're familiar when Jesus refers to God as Abba, from Abram, it's daddy. I will not call God daddy. That just feels weird. But Jesus can, because it's a different relationship, right? So God changes his name from Abram to Abraham, which means exalted father or father of fathers. Many of us grew up singing Father Abraham. I think that's a song they teach us just to wear us out before they get to the lesson. It's a good, but it's a good tactic. And it began as an ironic name, for he and Sarai had no children. But his name was Father. But then he would become father of a great nation. And as he embraced that call, that sending, God changed his name to Abraham. So what about Sarai or Sarah? There's a Jewish holy book called the Talmud. It's, it's in some ways a, a companion to the Hebrew scripture. And in the Talmud, we, we hear lots of different types of explanations of, of culture and of teachings, implications of laws. And even we find uh, understanding of the names, some of the names in the Old Testament. And that includes the names Sarai and Sarah. The Talmud t teaches that the Sarai, where Sarai means my, my princess or my powerful woman, the person over my tribe, it's almost a title of a small area, of a small region, of, in a local sense. Sarah means the princess. It's not a localized, but a widespread power, an influence of this woman whom God has called alongside her husband, Abraham. And it tells us that her influence continues to grow alongside her husband's. That they were in this thing together as they continued to spread the awareness of the one God. And as with Abraham, we learn other things about Sarah along the way, but also like Abraham, the main thing to know is that she trusted God with her future. She trusted God. She believed in God, even though she didn't always believe God. You're familiar with the story that when the messengers come to say, well, we're, this is how we're going to make a great nation out of you. Sarah's going to have, Sarai's going to have a child. And she does what? Who knows? She laughs. That tells me, wow, she believes in God. She doesn't believe God. And that's why her son's name is Isaac. Laughter. Laughter. 
She trusted God with her very life as she left everything behind. Were there unanswered questions? Absolutely. A lot. Were there great challenges? They seemed to never end in their story. Were God's promises ridiculous to believe from our human perspective? You bet. Which is why she laughed. But it's also why God gave her a son who would carry on their family and lead to the great nation. So God sent both Abraham and Sarah out into the world, out into the unknown, to do God's will and to make a great people who would also trust and believe in their God. But God wasn't done sending with just those two. God continues to send throughout Scripture. We see Moses is sent. After he's fled Egypt, he's tending his father-in-law's sheep, and God comes in the form of a burning bush that is not consumed and tells him what he's going to do. And he, what's he going to do? He's going to send him back to Egypt. There's a long list, there's a long scripture there, but it's, um, oh, I didn't mean to reference it, but it's in there. Yeah, for in Exodus. <clears throat> but then also we read of Old Testament prophets. One who is sent is, is Nathan. He's sent by God to tell David how badly he had done with Bathsheba and Uriah. He committed adultery, he effectively committed murder. And then the Lord sent Nathan to David, and he came to him and said, told him about what he had done through a story and David came to understand his sinfulness and repented the disciples were sent Jesus sent his disciples not to mention that God sent his son you know that's kind of implied but it's all right so Jesus sent his disciples and he sent them to villages teaching and he he called them and he sent them out two by two giving them authority over unclean spirits as they went. And then Paul was sent. Paul, the apostle who had a, a plan, a mission to continue building churches along the, the west coast. Oh, I guess it's the east. Well, along the western side of the Mediterranean. And then he's got a plan to go one place, and God tells him in a dream and sends him somewhere else to Greece. So he jumps from Asia to Europe for the first time. God sends God's people. And God continues to send his followers. When God chose Abram, he chose a man who would influence nations. And God calls us to do the same, perhaps not in big ways. Perhaps our influence expands in our home, maybe in our neighborhood, perhaps larger and farther. But as God sends us, he calls us to go out into the world. And and Jesus does the same with his disciples in Matthew 28. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given to you. Father Abraham and Mother Sarah continue to be role models for us all in terms of faithful service to the kingdom of God. We may not know where we're going. We may not know why we're going, in fact. But we go because we believe and we trust. God continues to teach each one of us using the gifts, as as Devin spoke about earlier, the gifts that God has given to us. We are sent to use them out into the world, maybe sent outside, maybe just sent across the street. I don't know. That's for you and God to determine. But God sends us into the world to use the blessings that we have received so that we, too, might be a blessing to the world around us. Amen.